This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode number 106. All links and resources you hear in this podcast can be found by going to yourkickasslife.com forward slash 106. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey there, ass kickers. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am so glad you are here joining me today as I am solo dishing up some wisdom, some self-help, some stuff to hopefully help you get along better in this thing that we call life. So I am going to Actually, it's an archived post that I wrote, I think, several years ago, but it's a, it's a classic. It's a classic, if you will, I think, I hope, and a topic that kind of never goes away in a self-help world, which I hope you enjoy. But before I get to that, I wanted to... By the way, I hope your summer is going well. It's summer here in the States. I know it is not if you are one of our listeners that's on the other side of the world down under, right? Australia. Australia is the one that's in the opposite season. Did you know I just found out about that like a few years ago? It was like, God, I wasn't paying attention in school when they taught us that. Maybe one of maybe one of my listeners didn't know that either. So if you didn't know, if you don't know, now you know that right now it's not summer in Australia. It's actually winter. So whatever, whatever season it is for you, it's July and I hope that you are doing well. We do a lot of camping and um, I love it. I love camping. But uh, anyway, I, I, however I digress, I wanted to talk to you because I have something kind of exciting, which doesn't happen very often. I have some openings for one-on-one -on -one coaching. I decided to open up a few spots, a few extra spots now in the summer because as I go into later in this year, I am going to be complete head down finishing my book which I'm sort of in the middle of right now, but it's summer and so it's just less time doing that, more time when things pick up in the fall. And so I think a lot of you don't know exactly what it is that I do one-on-one -on -one with my clients. So obviously I have this podcast, which you're enjoying right now, and I also do group classes, which you can find on my website, but I also do um, a lot more in-depth private work with women. So there's actually two ways to work with me. If you are a life coach, I do consulting for coaches. I don't do very much of that. In fact, 2016, I have declared will be my last year doing consulting for coaches. So if you are a life coach, I work with a lot of newer coaches trying to get their business off the ground. So if that's you and you've always wanted to work with me, get on it, girl, because that's going to go away. And you can find out about that at yourkickasslife.com forward slash coaching. There's two buttons to click. You can click on consulting for coaches or what I'm going to talk about in a second is is life coaching, um, what's also called what I also call leadership coaching for women. And I'm going to go ahead and link in the show notes. I did an episode a while back with one of my former clients. It's yourkickasslife.com forward slash 82. It was episode 82 with one of my clients, Jen. And we talk about this work. I asked her questions about what it was like, what she was afraid of, what was her biggest takeaway, how she's 
working the tools now. And I, there's been a lot of people who found it very, very helpful to really see what it is that I do one-on-one with women. So the work that I do, it's a big commitment. It is several months long when we decide to work together. It is good for women who are looking for ways to build better and stronger relationships with their partners, with their girlfriends, with their parents, etc. So it's not relationship coaching. What I'm doing is helping you have tools to be able to have stronger relationships with your the people that you want to have stronger relationships with because most of the work that I do revolves around courage and vulnerability and authenticity. And that's why we're all here because that builds connection. In essence, when you are working on those things that I just mentioned, courage and vulnerability and authenticity, you are better equipped to have better connections with people in your life. So this is also really good for women that love a method And I'm not going to say it's like a step-by-step process because the things don't really go in order. It's sort of like a plethora of tools that I teach you and then you practice them in the real world and then we come back and we debrief it and figure it out together and I'm with you every step of the way. Each session we work on a specific topic that all comes together at the end and then you kind of look back and you're like, oh, now I get it. And It's really good for women who struggle with negative self-talk, perfectionism, uh, approval seeking. Maybe you're not a people pleaser, but you do really care what other people think of you. It's good for women who struggle with isolation, who have all or nothing thinking and behaviors. This one-on-one work is also really good for women who have done therapy before. Most of the women that I've worked with are either in therapy or have done therapy in the past, but they have yet to dive into shame work. So yes, some of the work that I do in one-on-one is shame work, and I use that term loosely. If you are kind of like, well, I don't really walk around having shame, so that's not for me, I really encourage you to listen to episode 70 that I did, yourkickasslife.com forward slash seven zero. I think the title of it is something like, for those of you that think you don't have any shame, because most women that I've talked to, they don't feel like they walk around feeling ashamed. And really, that's not, that's, I think that's most of us. We don't. But the thing is, is that most, if not all of us, are living our lives running from shame. So whether you know it or not, that's probably happening. So if you engage in perfectionism at all, if you engage in negative, if you have negative self-talk running in your head, if you engage in hiding out or numbing out, trying to control approval seeking, you're running from shame is essentially what you're doing. And all of us do that. I mean, I think it's safe to say (laughs) all of us do that. So what we do is sort of rip the covers off of that and look at where it's happening, what your major triggers are, so that you know how to come at life's situations from a place that makes you feel proud of who you are, from a place that makes you feel good about who you are, regardless of the outcome, instead of a place of fear and scarcity and approval-seeking and perfectionism and things like that. And last, this work is really great for someone who's ready to have a relationship with me because the work that we do is over Skype video 
And we usually a week does not go by that we don't talk. We meet weekly and then we usually have check-ins throughout the week to check in really. And we, um, you know, I, I usually end up having a deep relationship with the woman that, that I work with. And it's an honor to get to hold space for their stories and their progress and their pain and everything in between. It's just a privilege that I get to do this. So before I get all emotional on it, about it, um, if you are interested in learning more about it, there is an info page. If you go to yourkickasslife.com forward slash coaching, click on the leadership coaching button or the, the consulting for coaches, if that's something that you're interested in doing, if you're a life coach or an aspiring life coach, and you can read more about it. And then we can set up a consultation, which is free. And Emily will set all that up for you and you fill out a little questionnaire so I can get to know you a little bit more before we hop on the phone together and we'll rock it out and figure out if it's a good fit for both of us. So that being said, let's talk about today's topic. This topic many times comes across my radar, probably because I live in the self-help world and I've been thinking a lot about like, quote unquote, your thing, and not the thing that refers to a man's penis, although that would be a funnier episode than this one. But no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your thing in reference to your life purpose, your greatest passion, that thing you were put on this earth to do. And I'm kind of like, It makes me want to like throw all my papers up in the air and just be like, God damn it. Like one more thing that women have to add to their to-do list as if we don't have enough shit to do. Now we got to worry about like what our main purpose and passion is in this life. Like, great. That's awesome. But, but really like sarcasm aside, let's look at this for a minute. So I've always thought it was kind of crazy to ask 16 and 17 year old kids to pick a college major to actually pick something that they want to do as a career for like ever. When I was 17, all I wanted to do was pick the right bodysuit to wear to the party. Remember those? When I was 17, it was 1992. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like, what, I didn't know what I wanted to study for four years and then do as a career. And I had some friends that did know what they wanted to do as a career. They picked the college they wanted to go to. They like took their SATs. I did not. They (laughs) picked a major. And so I felt bad about myself that I was not like that. Like clearly there was something wrong with me and I was a flake. But fast forward 20 some plus years later and I am on my fifth career. So I started, um, God, where did I start? just in retail. And then I went to college for fashion merchandising, believe it or not. And I was an assistant buyer for a chain of surf shops. Does anyone remember Pacific Eyes and Tees and Beyond the Beach stores on the West Coast, Hawaii, Arizona? Remember that? (laughs) Do you remember those stores? If you did, I was an assistant buyer for the juniors division. And it was like, um, it was like the devil wears Prada, but in the surf industry, it was horrible. It was not for me. It was not for me. And then I left and uh, I dressed mannequins for a while. And then I was in the fitness industry for a while. Um, that's what I actually like went back to college for. But yeah, I've done several, several things. And, and now what I'm doing now, people tell me, it's so awesome that you found your thing. And I'm like, 
uh, kind of panicked. Like, is this my, is this it? Like, is this my forever thing? Is this my true life calling? My purpose? The one thing I was put on this earth to do? Like, what if I got it wrong? Like, what if, what if like my destiny was all set out for me and like I made a wrong turn and I didn't hear right and like I'm going to die and I'm standing wherever we stand (laughs) and God's like, really? Oh, is that what you thought it was? There must have been a bad connection when I told you, you know, you got it wrong. And, you know, these are actually like things I have panicked about. It just is stressful. But my question is, what if, what if we don't have one thing? What if it changes every few years? I think what really bothers me is that people go through life panicked that they haven't found it or that theirs doesn't stack up to someone else's. Just because you're not a best-selling author or you're not traveling the world helping orphans doesn't make you any less of a human being. And it certainly doesn't mean that you matter any less to the world. What if your life purpose is to learn about yourself and the world on this journey of life? You do your best and be a good person and be kind to other people and help some people that need help. The end. That doing those three things for the entire 99 or so years of life is really what you were meant to do. And what if you need to change your mind every few years? What if we think something is our calling? We go after it and it turns out it's not. Oh shit, right? But what if it wasn't a big deal and changing our mind just meant we're changing our mind. Like how many times have you bought something from a catalog and you try it on and it wasn't right? And they have like that little return form that you have to fill out and put back in the box to return stuff. And there's different options where you can check the boxes and it says like, it was the wrong color. It didn't fit. It was damaged, not as picture. And there's usually a box that says like changed mind. Like I just, I just don't want it anymore. Change my mind. Like, it's not a big deal to them, apparently. <laughs> what if what if we just had that little box? Like, oh, this isn't my life purpose. This isn't my passion. I'm going to go ahead and change my mind and, you know, course correct. Just reroute. And on a side note, a little tangent, I also think what becomes a bit hang up for women is also this notion of finding your passion. It's like It's like finding your purpose's sister. Like it's the one thing we all have hidden away inside of us and we need to find this passion and live it like it's our job. And some advice tells us to literally make it our job. That quote, you know, do do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Well, that is bullshit because I do what I love every day and it's still work. Ask any parent. <laughs> Ask most people who've turned their hobby into their career and they'll probably tell you the same thing. It still work even if you love it. Passion can be a lot of different things. Advocacy for what you believe in, which can run the gamut of so many topics. Creativity, again, options galore. What do you love? That's what I think when people if people get asked that question, like, what are you passionate about? I think the same question is, what do you love? And if you don't know, which is, you know, which happens. I think many of us get to a place in our lives where our identity, our identity is so wrapped up in 
our career or is our role as a parent or partner or caregiver, we don't know anymore. So what did you used to love? Ask yourself that. I mean, that's that's where your passions are. But I think really the bottom line and the point that I'm trying to make here is that if you're stressing the hell out about your life purpose or this passion that you need to find and live, or you feel bad about yourself because you haven't found your calling, give yourself a break. It doesn't mean you're less of an important person. It doesn't mean you're wrong. It doesn't mean that like you, you know, you're doing life wrong, like I was talking about a couple weeks ago. It doesn't mean if you don't find it, you're a failure. All it means is that it might not be something specific that you do, but just who you are and what you represent is purposeful enough. And that's all I got for you today. And I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you share it. I hope you contact me if you are interested, uh, if you're taking a serious interest in doing some one-on-one work for yourself. Um, just keep in mind, it is a, it's a, it's a big transformation and it's a big commitment. So if that's you, I would love to hear from you. I will see you next time, ass kickers. And until then, I'll see you out in cyberspace. Bye-bye. 